The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to know how to make better decisions for your business, your people, or yourself? Do you want to recognize when you make errors of judgment that cause the quality of your decisions to drop? And when you are moving away from, not closer to, your goal? Welcome to Because There's More with Laura Ellis. For the next hour, Laura and her guests will share experiences and insights that will challenge and stretch your thinking, help you recognize your biases, and ultimately guide you towards more predictable and accurate decisions. You'll walk away from this show feeling better informed, more inspired, and a lot more confident about your next big decision. Now, here's your host, Laura Ellis. Hi, I'm Laura Ellis, and you are listening to Because There's More, the show that takes a closer look at decision-making. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, thank you for being here with us. We're delighted to have you. Um, You will be expecting to hear on our show, how our guests have made critical decisions and what has allowed them to overcome challenges or not sometimes, or what has allowed them to leverage all the opportunities in the environments that uh, uh, they operate in, which I am truly confident that you um, experience in the same way. In fact, I know for a fact that at the end of every show, you'll be leaving with some new information and new knowledge or new insights that will help you make uh, better decisions. In fact, I'd like to share that after my first show, when I was interviewed by my colleague and mentor, uh, Chris Cooper, who's an expert host on Voice America's Business Network, he told me that after the show, he reconsidered how he made a critical decision about growing his business. He brought in some advisors and the result of his decision making was um, probably much better uh, and much more thorough than he would have otherwise um, before the show. So this is what we and I am about. So welcome to the fifth episode of uh, the show. It's hard to believe that it's been already five weeks since we launched. And this is the public, the show is a public information channel for an organization I founded in 2013, uh, the Trusted Advisory Board, TAB for short, which is really all about helping businesses grow by helping their uh, senior decision maker make Make, uh, better business decisions. If you want to find out more about us, please visit us at www.trustedadvisoryboard.com. And I hope you do visit because um, I couldn't be more proud of how amazing the revamped uh, website looks um, and the the fabulous job that uh, Kevin Joseph and his team at Web Developer Inc. did for the website. We went through that exercise only a year after we um, 
formed the company and we had a website because during this past year, um, being uh, uh, seconded and supported by a group of um, amazing professionals, I worked on focusing and uh, uh, articulating more plainly how uh, TAB brings value to the market. So, uh, as I said, if you if you want to learn uh, more about us and how we engage our clients, visit our website and let me know what you think. Um, you can email me at lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Uh, so, I talk about TAB because um, TAB is that uh, company, brand, team, collective of professionals who focus on one thing, help senior decision makers uh, be better at making their decisions. And the unique value that is created within the confines of TAB, it's actually the result of the amazing expertise and experience our advisors bring to the table. we are here to, to do that, to help our listeners, our clients make better business decision, decisions in general. So today um, I have the privilege and uh, I'm extremely excited to invite the first male TAB advisor, Mathav Munusami. Uh, welcome to the show, Matthew. Mathav. I'm so delighted to be here, Lara, and let me congratulate you on your success so far. Thank you. Thank you. The show has been uh, an amazing opportunity to learn as uh, I go for me. Um, And I'm happy to have you here. And I'll just tell people a little bit more about how um, you and I met. So um, Matthew and I, I say Matthew because Mathav is his uh, original name. The the way mine is Laura, but people call me uh, Laura. But we met uh, two years ago uh, while we're both, um, uh, we both showed up to a community workshop uh, supporting new Canadian immigrants integrate into Canadian uh, workplace. Uh, it made sense because both Mathav and I uh, were in full-time employment and had uh, immigrated to Canada as uh, mature professionals. So there was no doubt for me as I was watching Mathav interact that uh, he's a natural leader. In fact, later on, um, I approached him to find out more about his background. And I learned that he brings 18 plus years of progressive experience in helping organizations become more effective and more profitable. So ranging from the implementation of I don't know, strategic sales and marketing plans to managing key customer accounts to increasing revenue through the use of lean methodology um, and just-in-time delivery. Mathav has built a depth of knowledge um, and expertise which he combined to great with great passion uh, for systemic problem solving and in the end has decided to focus um, on helping organizations gain an edge on their competitors, uh, gain more, uh, greater customer satisfaction and optimal growth. So adding to his completely different uh, cultural perspective, which Mathav will tell us more about shortly. Um, I hope it's clear to you why I reached out to him and asked him to uh, join uh, TAB as an advisor. So once again, Mathav, welcome to the show. And now that I shared why I wanted you and invited you to be a TAB advisor, what caused you to accept my invitation? Sure, Lara. Um 
I think it's an important question so that the listeners uh, out there who are potential leaders and aspiring to be a leaders can understand and appreciate our reasoning as advisors and why we joined TAP. Uh, I still remember our meeting where we discussed in length the challenges and, the, of course, the roadblocks newcomers faced. We further explored uh, different ways in which businesses could tap into this talented pool of workforce, uh, that including Swiss Post. And then we focused on your dissatisfaction with boundaries that could restrict individual potentials. Um, you also, we also chatted about your desire in employing your vast experience and talent to help executives foster different ways of thinking, expand their choice of affording to people. Your vision for TAB was so unique, your thought so far-sighted, and you came through as a natural enterprising person. You can inspire leaders to do what they do differently. And I want to be a part of your great success by helping TAB. And that's how my association with TAB took deep root, Lara. Thank you for sharing that. In fact, Mathab, if every male TAB advisor talks so nicely about me, I'll only invite males from now on. I'm kidding. Thank you very much. That was very, that was very kind of you. It, it is a pleasure to have people like you um, uh, behind me uh, supporting this organization. How would you describe TAB? You talk about uh, your reason for being, but what does TAB mean to you and where's the value that it brings? Great. Um, Laura, TAB was primarily created to help executives mitigate the, uh, the weight and the complexity of uh, managing and growing businesses. Uh, generally, rather than providing uh, a partial effective consulting solutions, TAB opened the portrayal to readily available personal advisors like myself who can experience and manage challenges in realities just like theirs. Our fresh, current, and distinct approach is unlike any others in the market, and as a result, it truly delivers. Um, our benefit stems from the fact that TAB interest is just beyond consulting, Lara. It is there shadowing the business, and it guides and provides as a guide to the decision maker. Take an example as of a cruise missile or a guided missile which has got onboard computer on it that is constantly working, adjusting its path as it's closed down towards its target. Basing its data from the intelligence it gathers, receives from internal sources with an ultimate focus on our leader's success for this, her or her business growth. So that's the model that TAB is focused on, Laura. Wow. If I hadn't uh, founded this organization, Mathav, I would have joined immediately. I mean, that's an amazing way to describe it. Thank you for that analogy, because as you know, and we talked before, when you create a new concept, uh, it's kind of difficult to explain what it is that it does. People have a tendency, we have a tendency to compare it to what we know. And and this was so unique that was not really uh, comparable to anything else. So Analogies and storytelling, as as we know, um, are easier for our brains to take in. That was an amazing analogy. I'm definitely going to use it uh, again. Um, 
Let's go back to um, a question. Um, Anne, uh, our colleague and tab advisor, um, Anne Comer, asked a question for us uh, to answer on this um, on this episode. And yep. the question was, how do you guide the decision-making of the people who report to you? So I'll let you have a go first. Great question. You know, I, I, I must admit that I listened to Anne's show and it was so great. I must congratulate her on that. Um, just to um, answer Anne's question, uh, I would like to walk her in, in, in just on, on two ordinary life examples, Laura. And to, the, and to this, um, take our own life. Um, business leaders are no different than a parent or an elder in our family. As my culture taught me, we respect elders and consult them because they have been in the situation and know one or two about it. We may not be aware of it. Now, Laura, let us bring that example to the perspective of business leaders. For example, if my mother never let me cross the road without her, I wouldn't have just followed her without ever experiencing the dangers associated with it. And I would have also failed to understand and appreciate the true purpose of her shadowing me as a kid. Business leaders are more like our family elders, except that business leaders have experienced the whole business cycle in comparison to my, my life example. And now my advice to Anne is to let your manager make simple decisions on an ongoing basis, but one at a time. Then evaluate their decisions with them. Just be as a mentor and not as a boss, one step at a time making them, developing them to become a better manager who can then leapfrog into becoming a great decision makers. And all this with the fullest trust that she has put in, the guidance provided that now is embedded in their conscious with the skill to scan the environment. And the key here is to teach them to look for those blind spots and adjust their decision-making process accordingly. Let me also give her the second life example that I would like to share here. No matter, Laura, how long we've been driving cars, we are careful on the road because we are responsible for the safety of the passengers and to the safety of others whom we share the road with. We are mindful of the bot of the need for checking blind spots because accidents may lead to penalties and could cost us financially demerit points by law and sometimes one's life. Using my second example in developing manager, a leader must make people who reports to him understand clearly in simple words that with authority comes greater responsibility. And in that reason, Decisions may cost businesses and ruin their career if blind spots were not checked properly, Laura. I love your examples, Mathap. I really love them. It's, um, it's an amazing way of translating into everyday practice what, uh, um, or, or 
suggesting to managers how they could look at the uh, development of their uh, people uh, decision-making skills just by looking in uh, situations outside of their um, everyday professional experience. Um, Thank you for a great, great answer. My perspective to to the same answer is that um, decision-making is just it's a skill just like any other. So combining education with information sharing, with, with shadowing, with uh, providing the um, uh, opportunity to experience and uh, practice, as well as providing feedback, it's really what's necessary, no different to any other uh, skill that uh, we help um, our people develop and, and, you know, whether they are direct reports or, or peers. So that's my perspective to the answer. But I don't think I could add a lot more to that brilliant answer um, you gave us. Yeah, you're right, Lara. You know, addition um, is not, you know, something different. You know, you, you could look back to your life and life around you and make constant addition and, and take that values that you have gained with that to your real life in a business sense. So that's the uh, link that I'm trying to bring into this. Yeah, that's that's absolutely great. Um, and, and today we're not too far away from the break. We're only two minutes away from the break and, and uh, uh, we will definitely go back to decision-making and, and center our conversation as we did, uh, as we have so far, around a, uh, a statement about decision-making uh, in hope to um, educate people and share with people more about what happens in our thinking processes and how we make decisions and where can we uh, be taking the wrong direction and that way hopefully people will get uh, uh, different insights and will be able to watch more uh, for their uh, uh, biases and and blind spot but right now we're going to go to a commercial break and uh, we will be back uh, after no more than two minutes and talk more to Mathav about his background his experience and more about managers he uh, interacted with in his professional career uh, made decisions when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network Are you a CEO, a board director, or an entrepreneur looking to have more control over the future of your organization? If the answer is yes, you need Tab Ignite. Our approach is unique, intelligent, and it works. Our solution is exclusively positioned to guarantee the results you seek for your business because we make it simple for you to tap our advisor's expertise and experience and make accurate business decisions. Ask Tab Ignite to work for you at tabignite at trustedadvisoryboard.com and make your next decision the first of many best decisions for your company. Do you believe in the value you bring to an organization? Have you been overlooked for a promotion because you think differently than your peers? Do you know that you can and will make a difference to the business? Let Tab Advanced be your personal advisory board and help you make different, better decisions about your career. Our team is customized to your successful advancement and hones in on when, why, and how you make those decisions. Build a more fulfilling career. Contact us today at advance at trustedadvisoryboard.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Because There's More with host Laura Ellis. To connect with our program today, please send Laura an email to lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Now, back to Because There's More. Hi, I'm Laura Ellis, and I'm back here today with Mathap Manusami, one of the top advisors and a highly trained professional with deep expertise and experience strengthening an organization's ability to run more effectively and more profitably. So uh, just before the break, uh, Mathap and I were answering a question that was posed to us in our last episode about how we guide the decision-making of the people um, who report to us to you. Um, and now we're going to go back and talk more about decision making and in particular uh, focus, uh, as we did before, on a particular uh, liability that uh, we come across in our own decision making. Uh, because we are often blind to the obvious and we are also blind to our Blindness. So, Mathav, how have you experienced this um, uh, statement in your everyday interactions with companies? Great. Uh, very good question, Lara. Let me uh, take this moment to first thank those individuals who shaped my leadership skills um, in my early days as 21-year-old uh, um, manager. Uh, new to the continent, that is Africa, and its culture, and I was going through the transition leadership. I was to submit, uh, I wish to submit my success to uh, Shankar, uh, Pavan Bojanala, and Anand Rangasame. Without their continued effort and support, I wouldn't have made it uh, and become a successful leader. And coming back to answer your question, uh, Laura, as managers, um, I was faced with many challenges. Uh, within my division at Century Office Supply, which is a legacy office equipment supplier. Uh, in Botswana, well-known for many decades of its service to its clients. And we had gaps um, in need of clients at the time. It was partially because I was an expat from South Asian background and myself a self-managed expert from Xerox, which helped me to take a closer look at ways we were functioning as a team. And let me give an example when I took charge, our service delivery was great. Our clients were extremely satisfied, but our product performance was not so great. And after a couple of site visits, I was determined to focus on performance and not delivery alone. So I quite, quietly went about uh, peeling off the onion, gathering data, having casual conversation, with my technical team, um, exploring a lot of options. And eventually what I found was that our product was superior to our competition. And we had the skilled, self-motivated, and trained technical team around us to support the product. So one might ask, what was it that lacked their confidence and our, our failure to improve our product performance? What was the root cause? My closer look at data revealed that our business failed to include customers' understanding to drive performance. 
All these years, our business was on an overdrive to improve its service delivery and was blind-spotted to include the user training need analysis to overcome product performance issues. Bingo! There we go, Lara. We enhanced our customer training delivery by dedicated entry-level technical staff and reaped tangible and intangible results. We reduced our overhead expenses by 8% because all those simple calls were completely eliminated. You just imagine 3,000 machines in field, uh, two calls just for simple tasks that the client could have helped with by providing better training. And we also improved customer satisfaction in our product range. My shareholder team member, Shankar, took note of my talent, appreciated and rewarded me by offering me master's course in business administration. It was a fulfilling experience. And what I learned from this example, Laura, is that you keep digging until you find the right fit to solve your puzzle. And some of the blind spots were the cut feel. We had a culture of rapid decision making and also failure our, our culture to, which failed to revisit their delivery success. There was no mechanism to measure or provide feedbacks or collect feedbacks for the decisions that we have made. So that too changed in that business. And now you can understand how I managed to gain trust, experience and confidence by defining issues clearly and making a decisive intervention collaborative as a leader of my team, which ultimately resulted in the success of our business. These were my stepping stones that led me to lead a great organization from startup for more than a decade. That's, that's great. You know, the, there's so many good insights in, in your uh, story and your examples. Um, one of the things that uh, I heard you say, it reminded me of one of the early papers that I wrote, What is the Cost of Success?, I have to tell you, I don't work with many organizations who look back at um, mis- bad experiences to analyze what, uh, what went wrong, let alone look at situations where things went well and, uh, uh, you know, analyze what the cost of success was. So it just reinforces that unless uh, people have a, uh, a reminder of sorts in their everyday decision-making to revisit successes and failures in the past, it's very difficult to learn from your own uh, decisions. What was absolutely it? right, yeah. Yes. Absolutely right, Lara, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it like to lead an organization in Africa and how did that experience mold the way you make decisions today? A great question, Lara. You know, it was an awesome place. You know, um, Motswana's were um, so welcoming and kind. You know, that's the um, word that we use to describe uh, Botswana citizens. Um, I'm not sure if you know about Botswana, Lara. It's a landlocked country in southern Africa. Uh, it borders South Africa, Namibia, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. Botswana also covers a large square kilometer. It's five. 181,000 square kilometer. It's about the size of Kenya or France. Botswana was an emerging economy. With iTech, I need to build everything from ground up eventually. We had a great mix of team under me. They were all developed 
molded in becoming open-minded, keen, and were willing to solve our client issues as, as theirs. I'm proud to say that they were like my extended family, and I get calls and emails seeking my advice and input from my old colleagues and team members. I really, it's a real pressure to know that they really value my input. And um, you actually talked about um, uh, growing as a leader. What are some of the um, challenges that uh, you were able to learn from in your experience in Africa that were also able to bring over to Canada um, and in this work um, environment? So what did you learn from your experience that it's so relevant to what you do here today? Great question, Laura. You know, um, let me just say how I it, it all this molded my decision making. I would uh, describe it getting closer to my natural way of life, and eventually one day to be part of my subconscious sometime soon. Um, in addition, Laura, you know, I work on definition. You know, um, just to you know sit down and just define it properly, and then start building evidences around it. Um, I, I like to challenge or change the status um, status quo that, that exists within that, within that setting. Um, I also um, get outside perspective. Sometimes I've reached out to you asking, seeking some advice. And that's where I think our listeners should, should make use of TAP. Um, we are a great team that can provide a different perspective to them in terms of making those great decisions. And then learn to accept failures and risk, Laura. That is something we all need to learn because, um, you know, we, we are often pushed to the edge to say uh, we are measured by success. But um, failure gives us a great insight into how we could overcome risk and overcome success, success failures. Uh, let me put it this way, other way. Because uh, one can take a note from both ends, success and failures could be uh, could be made useful tool in terms of learning uh, and becoming a great leader. Finally, being honest to myself, Laura, that 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 molded me. And coming back to your second question, which is to do with uh, how I uh, integrated um, this into the new culture that I brought, you know, come into, uh, uh, which is the Canadian one. I would say, you know, it was so lucky, you know, I was so lucky, Laura. I have made this journey before in Africa, um, where I defined, built, uh, changed, and prepared, and learned. So I was ready to build. I was ready to start the process of building my life all over again. From what I learned through experience and to accept failures, my extended volunteering helped me learn, adapt, and change. Now, the change is not to imitate any culture but just to be open-minded and accept those differences culturally, socially, and to be yourself and enjoy every single moment. In preparing so, I was completely ready, Lara, to face this new culture, adapt, embrace it with less resistance within Lara. I see. 
Very interesting, very insightful. It, it it makes such a difference. And you and I both come from different cultures. And um, it, it's interesting that uh, one can see um, a different image than, than people who have faced or uh, have watched the same image over time uh, would see. Um, over years, you developed a, a unique perspective of what type of decision-making um, impedes the growth of organization. And we're talking today about the fact that we're often blind to the obvious and we're also blind to our blindness. Tell me, what would you say, where do you observe the most of this, um, let's say, obvious uh, or blindness to the obvious in the in the work environment because I know you you and I almost have um, uh, different perspectives uh, we, we come at it from different angles tell us about your perspective uh, sure Laura you know um, I would like to also uh, try and give uh, the listeners uh, a chance to understand how I translated um, uh, my insights effectively into Canadian workplace for example um, um, let me start with an uh, with an example. I traveled to India uh, for a month long break this February, Lara, and I had my team fully trained and self directed. So uh, they came, you know, they can make right decisions like me, my boss. Um, so um, I put my boss on standby before I left uh, to India. So that if there is any issues that needs to be handled, um, that they could channel it right uh, through him and then he could help them. And he was ready to support them. I had the roaming enabled just in case. But I must tell you, I was so proud of my team um, in succeeding in managing my Canadian operation on their own. I'm happy to say that it was a trust to lead. I earned the trust of my employer and many other clients who values my input and appreciates my foresight into their business and ours. So that's how, Laura, you constantly bring those insights and apply it into your workforce and encourage your junior manpower uh, in, in thriving under you as, as the leaders generally do uh, and learn from uh, decision-making that that guides them to become a great leaders. How about from the perspective of, of the client? So what, what I was um, interested in learning is what do you see some of the typical challenges to be and at what level in the organization you believe that um, our uh, blindness, blindness to the obvious becomes a real bottleneck? Oh, wonderful. My, my, my experience based on my analysis, uh, Laura, lead me to the internal process deployed in various businesses. You know, some are so complicated, outdated, some are deliberate, elaborated. And so uh, time-consuming in my view, uh, it is for the transparency and for the leaders to make a wise decision. But in my view, it, is, it was so good as it was built. The process must be under constant review and changes so that the front line can adapt to the changing requirements that we see themselves in. In my view, instead, business leaders must focus in developing business intelligence that helps them to improve decision-making. In 2007, Laura, a survey done by Gemini found 
that 61% of business leaders agree to make business intelligence as their number one business priority within three years. The challenges were basically um, globalization and collaborative working. In North America, we have fully, not fully understood its implication. Customer insight, identifying them is a major challenge so that we can serve them better. The next one would be the governance. The transparency demands and the due diligence requirement that comes in play poses even more serious challenges for our leaders in terms of making the right decision using the right data. And in the Canadian perspective, Laura, I would say leaders must challenge the status quo and drive diversity around them. So we don't have that much to the break, and it's a very interesting conversation that I'd like to continue um, and to elaborate really on the on the concept of what um, um, uh, of where do you see the bottlenecks. But just in in a minute or two at most, uh, can you tell us, like in your experience, when where do you see or what level in the organization do you see uh, those, uh, you know, gaps in decision making or, or miscommunication or limitations in decision making to take place? Uh, it, it generally happens in the middle manager, uh, middle management, Laura. Uh, the senior managements tend to isolate themselves um, because of the status that they in and assumes that uh, everybody below them are, uh, let me say, um, uh, follow are in the same loop uh, as as to say as they are. Um, so uh, they are they are at times blindsided uh, with different um, interest groups that comes in play with it. And um, yeah, so so my 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 answer to that is that the you know it's in the middle middle management side of things. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll, we'll actually go into a bit more detail and, and uh, uh, describing some of the experiences and hopefully provide some insight and intelligence back to the audience onto how they can overcome uh, those uh, limitations. Uh, but we're going to go uh, to another commercial break. Um, and after no more than two minutes, we will be back uh, talking to Matthew about um, more specific examples. Examples. If you have any um, questions specific to the show or uh, want to suggest uh, different topics of conversation, feel free to email me at lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Uh, you will also find more about our perspective and points of view on our website, www trustedadvisoryboard.com. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes and don't go away. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you believe in the value you bring to an organization? Have you been overlooked for a promotion because you think differently than your peers? Do you know that you can and will make a difference to the business? Let Tab Advanced be your personal advisory board and help you make different, better decisions about your career. Our team is customized to your successful advancement and hones in on when, why, and how you make those decisions. Build a more fulfilling career. Contact us today at advance at trustedadvisoryboard.com. 
Are you a CEO, a board director, or an entrepreneur looking to have more control over the future of your organization? If the answer is yes, you need Tab Ignite. Our approach is unique, intelligent, and it works. Our solution is exclusively positioned to guarantee the results you seek for your business because we make it simple for you to tap our advisor's expertise and experience and make accurate business decisions. Ask Tab Ignite to work for you at tabignite at trustedadvisoryboard.com and make your next decision the first of many best decisions for your company. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned into Because There's More with host Laura Ellis. To connect with our program today, please send Laura an email to lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Now, back to Because There's More. Hi, I'm Laura Ellis and welcome back. Uh, my guest and I, Mathav Munusami, we're discussing uh, decision making and blind spots and basically where does uh, Mathav see uh, a lot of bottlenecks in decision-making that may hold back organizations from uh, growth or from better and more streamlined processes? Um, so he was telling us, Mathav, you were just telling us before the break that you believe uh, a lot of those bottlenecks uh, occur at the middle management level. What have you observed that led you to this conclusion? Great, Lara. You know, um you know, cultivating a culture that's trustworthy and uh, dedicated as a family is important for limiting bottlenecks in any situation or any organization for that matter, Laura. Um, some cases that we were, um, you know, we were uh, exposed to include the Air Canada strike in 2012. I'm, I'm sure you are aware of that. So in many other cases in general, managers' interest will be in direct conflict with that of the leader. In most businesses, Senior managers are generally committed to their businesses and are generally loyal to their leader. And so leaders at times get that blind sight of their status and privilege. And their assumption of their managers could lead to serious problem to the business decision-making process, thus causing bottleneck, Lara. Yeah. In some cases, they get upset to the leader's drive for profit and decision associated with that has led to a major crisis for a business leader. You know, let me give a simple example that I went through for, uh, at ITEC as a leader. I was given a mandate uh, by the shareholders to increase profit for my last quarter of 2010. So I had to, uh, you know, um, I had one-on-one discussion with all my senior managers and sought their inputs. Later, I assembled my managers back together uh, from sales, service, and supply chain. I was transparent and so deliberately uh, in, in my communication using simple language. I ensured my goals are the same as theirs and in line to the interest of our business and its shareholders. During our discussion, we also pledged to keep our workforce reduction as a last option. Further debating at all, the team finally arrived to a suggestion that focused on reducing our stock levels of our main product line and instead rely on the just-in-time for all our OEM products from Japan and agreed to monitor and report their status after the first quarter. 
I was a facilitator. I didn't. I did not. I did not ask them to do anything. I just facilitated the meeting, and the decision they made were in the best interest of the organization, with the buy-ins from all department heads. So the important here, Laura, is that managers were in sync to increase the profit levels, and thus helped me improve my success rate without any bottleneck. In the same example, Laura, you you can clearly understand that clear performance goals that were that has been linked to their business made that choice much easier for them. At times, leaders assume that their managers' priorities are linked to their overall business strategy, but without communicating it clearly in the context of the business, it's difficult for them to execute the decision, making it another bottleneck, Laura. That those are again very insightful. I'm I'm listening to you, and I can see so many situations um, that I've experienced that are very similar to what you're describing. And and there's a number of lessons, at least from my perspective, that I'd like to articulate for our listeners. Um, so. You, you talked about communication, and I'm going to take that to the decision-making level uh, because through communication, one gets more relevant information. And what I heard you say is that um, bottlenecks occur when people who hold or who, who have more information make a decision knowingly or not, and, and most of the time is unknowingly, unwittingly, but make a decision to withhold that communication on the assumption that that information is common knowledge and, and priority for the other people. So um, yeah, that's, that's, right. yeah, that's how the, informa- the uh, decision-making uh, get skewed because it's done in the absence of the relevant uh, decision. The other one is that, um, you know, again, another assumption, but the assumption is made, um, can be translated in another poor decision where managers who are otherwise quite competent people and have had enough experience and and probably know um, how uh, to do their job with their eyes closed, they're kind of bringing back the quote uh, I used earlier, the, the probably blind to the fact, to the obvious fact that no one in their team, and no one is an exaggeration, but that people in their team are not aligned to to the goals that were set uh, originally. Again, it's like what uh, you were able to do as a third party, and, and that's the greater point I was trying to make. You had the ability as a third party to see so clearly something that others who were in the middle of it were not um, uh, were not able to see um, the fact that there's lack of alignment, lack of information, lack of um, uh, rowing in the same direction, if you wish. And you touched there some some of the things that you did um, in uh, overcoming those challenges and creating more alignment. Can you tell us more about other approaches that you employed? Throughout your your business engagement, because I know this is something you do regularly, you go into businesses representing your employer and uh, helping them achieve greater uh, efficiency, uh, raise the you know improve the bottom line. Um, any other ways in which you sure. um, did yeah. that? Yeah, great, uh, great question, Laura. You know, there, there are plenty of approaches uh, a leader can take, uh, Laura. 
And uh, I can I can give in some you know throw in some examples here. Being open minded helps to learn more, Lara. You know, just just be open minded. Just accept uh, there are there are various perspective to your um, to your own um, decision, uh, and to expand your intake capacities so that you know you make it choke free. Leaders could play a big role um, as being a true collaborator. You know, at times avoid emails where you can. Have a personal chat, you know, uh, have a personal face-to-face meeting. I become a mentor at, and mentee at times, you know, because um, I may not be um, able to um, lead an organization if I'm not a mentee as well. I need to listen and learn as well. Helping me, uh, all this helps me um, in opening my perspective to the real world. I also encourage a weekly or a monthly rotation um, uh, a job rotation uh, with the leaders that who are listening to us. You know, just go in, just um, take a take a job rotation. Just go to the front line and uh, um, accompany your 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 sales force. Just try and understand what what type of issues they face with the client. Um, so uh, th- those those are all uh, great examples of how leaders could you know expand their vision, expand their their perspective into the businesses. Um, I can give you one example that, uh, that, that, that comes in my mind, which is the one um, I took a delivery trip with uh, my, my driver. Um, his name is Tato um, and became a delivery man for that day. As we were closer for lunchtime, Laura, you know, I politely asked him um, about the lunch break. I was surprised, Laura, to hear him say that he can't afford one because he was behind schedule. You know, on the on the on the one sense, it was so impressive to hear that our message has been well received by the frontline staff. But on the other side, it was sad because there was a burnout that's evident with my frontline manager, our frontline staff. So I went back that day, promised to fix that burnout, which is an example of keeping my finger on the pulse. We also have heard it over years to keep it short. That doesn't mean using jargons, Laura. Use simple languages for the receiver. And finally, I provide effective opportunity for my team to learn and try, test and fail. And that's how I groom the next potential great leaders. That's amazing. You you made. Uh, uh, I, I was searching back in my memory as you were uh, describing those different approaches. Whether um, how often do I encounter uh, senior leaders and and you? We're talking here about the middle management layer, but how often do I encounter leaders taking a day, um, at least a day, to um, experience what is it like being in the shoes of uh, uh, people who maybe uh, they may be removed from uh, by a level or, or two. And there's only one example that comes to mind. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that there's only one example uh, that comes to mind. And uh, he is one of the TAB advisors. And he's the uh, leader, the Canadian general manager 
for Iron Mountain. And I know that when he took over the responsibility to lead the Canadian business, he actually spent uh, quite a number of hours uh, with the drivers at the shredding plant to see what it's like. But uh, it's amazing, to your point, what that does to understanding better where the issues could come from. Just to add uh, more on that, Laura, you know, um, you know, can it, our armed forces has, you know, has uh, has this job rotation and uh, and uh, um, field visits as a mandatory uh, policy within their leader executive or leadership roles. So um, it's just that we, you know, as leaders, we need to continuously, uh, you know, allocate time to ensure that we step out and 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 see the real world. Um, with our frontline frontline staff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And are you referring? Uh, I mean, I have two questions that come to mind. But are you referring at middle management in particular, or are you referring to all levels of management? Uh, I'm also thinking of you know the whole concept of using uh, one's time um, efficiently. Uh, you're right, Laura. Uh, you know, in, in, you know, organization is split into you know, split into pieces. You know, if we don't lead uh, our senior managers, and ensure our senior managers don't lead the the, the way we we uh, uh, you know let them, um, you know, the bottleneck starts rolling in pretty soon. So it it, it has to be a a, a, a a teamwork in terms of ensuring that uh, everything that we do uh, flows down the lane. Um, and 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 we need to expose uh, uh, and ensure that all our team members, you know, whether it is middle managers or the managers, understand the responsibilities and the bottlenecks that other team uh, faces. So that when we put them uh, together for for a, for addition process, like what I did the other time about reducing the or increasing the cost, um, uh, sorry, increasing the uh, profits. Um, you know, they were able to make decision. I was just sitting there as a facilitator. So yeah. that's the environment that leaders should bring in. Yeah. And, and that, that's where I'm, I'm taking this argument towards uh, in terms of having that, that job rotation, having that science sure. done in terms of the, yeah. I'm going to interrupt you. Sorry about that. What that tells me is that we definitely need to come back and have a, uh, another discussion on, on this because you as the other advisors would be willing to do so. I know you prepared a question for our nurse guest, so we only have a minute and a half. Uh, share with us what your question is for our show's next guest. Uh, as you know, Laura, I, I am a mentor for newcomers in Canada. So my question will be around that. Um, that is to ask, what can the Canadian leaders or the Canadian business leaders do uh, to help our diverse talent of newcomers? So that's a question I want to pose to the next uh, contributor. I love your question, Matthew. As you know, I'm quite passionate about that topic. And, and um, not just as a new Canadian, but as, a, a, as an expert in decision-making, knowing the value of diverse thinking to the quality of um, uh, decision-making and elevating the likelihood that organizations, by bringing more diversity, will actually be more likely to progress and thrive. So we only have one minute uh, to the... Uh, 
um, end of the show. Matab, it's been a great pleasure um, having you as our guest today. Uh, it's obvious, I hope, to our listeners that our advisors bring a depth of experience, expertise, um, a, a very clear and very passionate way of thinking about how they can help other businesses. So if you enjoyed our show, uh, and I hope, Matab, you enjoyed your experience. Absolutely, Lara. Great. Um, please come and uh, listen to us again next Monday at 9 a.m. EST uh, Eastern. And uh, we will be bringing you more examples of how senior leaders have made uh, decisions and how they overcome their challenges. So hopefully you can uh, do the same. Um, if you have any ideas for show, please email me at lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Have a great week and we'll meet you on the radio next time. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Because There's More. Join Laura Ellis again next Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to tune in because there's more. We'll be right back.